Does the law really work the way TV and movies depict? Let's discuss with Christine and Christine. Hi, everybody. We are back. I am Christine Mattis, and we are here with our podcast, Law and Pop Culture. And I am here with our fabulous hostess, co-hostess, Christine Karasenik-Gursky. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. So excited today. My gosh, it's been, I feel like it's been so long since we did this. I know. I think so. A nice break. It's like summer. So I know. know break so we took a break that's but good we're now we're back and we're like and, and i gotta tell you i'm so excited about the next few like podcasts that we're doing because i am such a big jane austen fan i can't <laughs> even tell you how excited i am to talk about the Me movie that we're doing. that's who you are i love it i love it good yes. good good yeah this yes. will be good this was great and i hadn't i had seen this one a long time ago so this was great to rehash and to look at it again and now different Looking at with our different hat on, with our podcast hat I, on. So I, thought I gotta tell you, yeah. And I was looking at, you know, I was looking at what we're, you know, I, I keep remembering that I'm not talking about just Jane Austen. I'm really talking about estate planning, right? <laughs> no, but still, it's okay. That's so, you know, and, that's the fun yeah. part. And so the whole thing was, and I was looking at it from like, you know, this is all probate, estate planning, that type of thing. And just to let everybody know, um, when you talk about the word probate, probate is like the process of what happens after the person passes away. It's how estates get passed. It's how assets get passed on to your loved ones after you're gone. So I this this movie, Sense and Sensibility, which is in like several different versions, but the version I'm thinking of is the one with... Ooh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, that was the most recent one, I think, um, that we have. But there are older versions of this as well. Either way, love, love, love this movie. But coming from what, what we do in a legal, you know, from a legal perspective, there was a very interesting set of facts that brought these ladies into this impoverished state that they were in. And I kind of made the assumption when I watched the movie that because the men get it, got everything back in the day. But actually, if you look, if you read through this a little bit more, I discovered that there's actually there was actually something more in the will here where the estate, instead of just going down the line of males, that was part of it. It was actually intentionally put that way, as opposed to, well, that's how the law goes, which was kind of crazy. So let's talk. Yeah. So let's talk about that. And, you know, pardon me here. I'm going to have to I'm going to talk some legal stuff here right now for you. Um, so it really started off with a very complicated will by the uncle of Henry Dashwood. Henry Dashwood's the dad that was, um, you know, Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet, and, you know, that was their father. But that was their father, and he had a first marriage. So in his first marriage, the assets went, you know, certain assets already went to his son. They were part of the second marriage and his inheritance, Henry Dashwood's inheritance only came to him for his life, which means upon his passing, whoever he was supporting didn't get to take advantage of this huge estate anymore. And right. they were pretty comfortable. More than comfortable. Well off, especially when you look at the time. I mean, this was done around 1792, 1797. That's where they estimate the time frame, you know, just yes. to put everybody perspective you know yes. seven late seven almost early 1800s but yeah really 
they were pretty comfortable then. Yeah, they were comfortable. So the girls, the three daughters that were born out of the second marriage of, you know, of, Hen- of uh, Henry Dashwood, you know, they were comfortable. They knew what, you know, they, and back then women, of course, couldn't own property, but if they were given away in marriage, there was a dowry. Okay, we got all that, all 1790, 1800 stuff. But so what happens? So Henry father passes away. And because of this will that kind of ties the whole estate, you know, all the way down the line, it actually went to his son from the first marriage. And he already inherited something before. Plus, his wife was wealthy. But then now it was given to him free and clear. And there was no provision for anybody that Henry was providing for. So what happens to his wife and three daughters? Well, because it was all under the discretion of his son, the son was completely, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, convinced by his wife, you don't have to leave them anything. They don't need that much. They don't need that much. They're not going to do this. So it was so horrible seeing how they could have had a certain amount of money because he knew his father wanted to give them something, but this, his wife convinced him, no, 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 they don't need all that. And then here they are coming from a nice, beautiful house with some with luxuries all the way down to this little cottage in somebody else's house and somebody else's estate, um, barely even able to keep help. Like they had one helper in the house. And it it really shows, you know, back then, of course, we look at it from the point of view of, oh gosh, woman really didn't have any rights, but that's another story. <laughs> we we hard. Just, yeah, and, and how, and especially in these Jane Austen novels, how, you know, women had to make their way by marrying into someone else, you know, marrying into a wealthy family. Crazy. But this is so interesting, right, Chris? How there was there was a will created yeah. a long time ago, giving a life estate, what we call a life estate, where the person who is the beneficiary receives assets during their lifetime, but not to give away. It's for them to live on. And whoever benefited from them living got to benefit from it. And we've then, seen some of these situations where we'll have someone uh, give property saying, okay, I have a house and I'm going to let my, say my spouse, I've seen that spouse can live there for as long as he wants. But when he passes, that is going to go to my children, my whoever, whatever you can, whoever you want it to go to, but yeah. it's not going to say, because a lot of times this would blended families, you know, second yes. marriages, like somewhat like here, but this one had a little bit more devastating effects where the people were really, you know, entrenched living here that was their residence you know right. and 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 Chris no preparation right they didn't know anything about it it's one right. thing to do it and you tell people hey you listen just letting you know you know in time if I die right. uh, you have to move like they were totally like huh like what's happening exactly because they really thought that the, the son from the first marriage was actually going to provide for them and then all of a sudden it's like oh you're moving in oh we're kicked out oh we have to go somewhere else wow and this is the, yeah. you know, sometimes the effect of, you know, whenever you're not really planning for certain things, right? Uh, but, you know, it, it was so sad because I'm sure that had there been an option for Henry Dashwood to be able to leave something in writing for his new, for his second wife and daughters, he would have put that in writing. But I think because of the way the situation was back then, that was indeed probably not even an option. No. And, and right, I think, what is it, Chris, that uh, if, uh, Henry Dashwood, he only lived one year after his uncle and was only able to leave 
to live to leave a ten thousand dollar a ten thousand pounds to support them, including a thousand and Henry. So ten thousand pounds really, I mean, then wasn't that much, you know. Right. But in, in today's money, though, I, I I'm always curious when people say so. That was in seventeen ninety seven, let's say. So ten thousand pounds there. But if you translate it to today, it was about three hundred thousand dollars, you right. know. But still, that's right. exactly that's, that was it. Yeah, after all. And- I know, speaking of like 10,000 pounds, so I remember one of the, I got to say, one of the, you know, of course, my favorite one is Pride and Prejudice. Who isn't favorite? 10,000 pounds a year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a different one. But that's, we'll get to that eventually. So I broke it down. A thousand pounds was about $16,000. So that's wow. so sad. So imagine, so about what, two, if it was 2,000, it was double that, like a 30,000 a year. I don't know. That's, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's okay. That was an elaborate of will that put them in yeah. a bad situation. Mm-hmm. I like the idea they had a will. That was good. That was interesting. Yeah. Was Back then, yeah. You know? yes, exactly. And so what happens in the movie? So we get to the point, you know, I mean, just just to, you know, like really conclude with the movie, you know, we, we really see like uh, Mrs. Dashwood and her three daughters you know, finding their way without dad, you know, um, the middle daughter is the one who falls in love with somebody who, who who's really just after money, but he was charming, he was lovely, and then she discovers that he's really not the, you know, he wasn't really as forthcoming about his intentions. She ends up marrying, um, you know, uh, Alan Rickman, um, <laughs> if I remember, uh, but he, he, she ends up marrying a cop, Colonel, Colonel Brandon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then Emma and Emma Thompson, who plays Eleanor, she's, uh, she, she's really committed to, she really falls in love with a guy who only wants to be, you know, uh, only wants to be a minister. Uh, it's a whole bunch of lovely, lovely stories, you know, that, that happen afterwards. But it's, you know, everybody's trying to find a place and trying to find, you know, the love of their life without having to, you know, say that they're they're going impoverished. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. And a lot of these Jane Austen stories are all about women who are really strong women wonderful you know very educated in their own right and then at the same time you know really dealing with the realities of 18th century England where assets were you know women weren't able to have assets but it's such a nice book it's such a nice story um I really highly recommend it I cried through all all HR books always made me cry uh it's so touching but you know I guess one of the the telling things is again you know, if you are in a situation where you're thinking ahead and you want to be creating a will, which is wonderful, but really try to get into it and think about the circumstances that could occur uh, that could be to their detriment. You know, uh, I mean, it's one thing to say, well, you know, here's the property. They can live there as long as they want, uh, but it's going to go to my son and he can control it. Okay. If that's your decision. But I mean, I would really hope that Number one, you give everyone a heads up somehow, some way, because that's devastating. Uh, but then number two, you know, do you think about what's next up for them? You know what? So if you're going to do that, but maybe there's bigger, there's a bigger proceeds that you can give to them so they can move on, find another place to move on under. I, you know, I don't know. It's just, but then again, if people, but it sounds like this person may have been very caring, but just didn't get to that next step. Uh, some Something yeah. happened. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, didn't really think about and because, of course, you know, sometimes when you when you have these kind of generational trusts, because this is really what it was, it wasn't 
it wasn't like he gave the money outright to Henry Dashwood, because if Henry Dashwood had it outright, he would have been able to continue a legacy for his daughters, you know, make sure that the trust provided for his daughters in some way. But he couldn't. He wasn't allowed to. You could tell because he couldn't put it in writing. Instead, he just allowed the trust to kind of dictate what happened and which meant that it went to his son. And, you know, this is sometimes what happens when we, we don't take into account, hey, what kind of powers can we give the beneficiary? Will they have some options or are we just going to control whatever direction these, this money is? And some people it is, especially when it comes to big estates. Hey, why do, I, why do you have to call and control direction? You're getting a million dollars a year, no big deal. But that's not for everybody. So right. it really is important to just have a conversation. If there's somebody you know, you're going to be working with to do your estate plan and you're creating some kind of trust, we really have to think ahead as to what your intentions are for this money. Is it going to be passed on? Can it be redirected? There are ways around that. And it really depends on you and how much trust you have on those beneficiaries that you're passing it on to. But I've also seen situations, right, Chris? So say the the trustee Mm -hmm. and the beneficiaries talk and they realize, yeah, this is an injustice. This is something that's not fair. I mean, there may be a way to amend the trust to allow a certain situation, but you Mm -hmm. have to number one is that possible you know what you know when you need to there's different types of trust and there's ways to change it uh and there's rules to how to change it uh and then there's some that just make it very very challenging to change certain items so you have to read it so it i mean maybe it's possible it could have been changed if everyone was on board and they had consent you know but who knows you know but yeah i i've always thought that you know you need to read it take a look at it but a really well-qualified trust attorney should educate you because maybe these were things he never thought about or wasn't told that you know you should notify them because this is kind of this is harsh like what's the next step because we ask uh-huh. so what's going to happen to curious you know and if they said they never thought about it it's like oh, i think you better think about it because in today's world i'm sure this would go to litigation this would definitely oh. go <laughs> some, oh some way throw up and say like this is not fair i can't right you know, we can't right this. Oh, so but a uh, great great movie i i loved it i enjoyed it and I guess that gives us a segue. You know, so this part of the podcast, we love right. talking about things that we see in the news of real life people. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And so we're going to be talking about Grammy winning singer, Barry White. I love Barry White. We love Barry White. This is how I feel. Yeah. All of it, I mean, I'm sure everyone else. <laughs> think, all right, that's it. We should have it playing in the background. We should. So, <laughs> Barry White. I mean, a lot of us know he is uh, really one of the most iconic singers uh, that voice is it can't be replicated um you know he is really well known very famous and and just respected uh but sadly he had a troubled personal life due to health issues uh, and in 2003 he did die at the age of 58 uh he married his first wife while he was a teenager and although there wasn't much information about the uh, first marriage date and the wife, he does mention her name in an autobiography as Mary. With Mary, he fathered four children. Uh, Glodian James got married to Barry White as the second wife, and that was 1974. She met him during one of the recording sessions uh, for Andrew Sprewell at that time. Uh, Barry was working as a record producer and her group worked for him for a long time and really helped through all a lot of his albums and things like that. They even um, 
and even after the group broke up, White continued to provide background um, vocals for Barry. So the couple recorded their first duet album in 1981, Barry and Goldine. And from that marriage, uh, Goldine, they had four children in addition. So when Barry died in 2003, he left behind two ex-wives, because apparently they broke up, uh, and a long-term partner and nine children. Although his estate was estimated to be worth $20 million, uh, Barry White did not update his will for many years. So here's where we have always said as attorneys that, you know, number one, have something, have at least a will. But the next thing that we've always said, make sure it's current. Make sure yes. it's updated. Right, Chris? Exactly. Absolutely. Because now you're going to hear some of the issues that happen when you have an outdated will. So Barry White's health you know, was always a concern. And he suffered from obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, and, and many things. And he did die of a stroke. After his death, um, since he never legally divorced Goldine, he, she inherit, inherited an estate and in a Los, the Los Angeles complex where she shared with him. Reportedly, the estate can consisted of a swimming pool, waterfall, and a landscaped garden. Um, but of course, a fight broke out among his children and the long-term partner over the control of the estate, which led to lawsuits. Um, Glodine in the old will, she was named as executor of his will. And so we can see how this was a problem where we have someone that they were separated. He actually took up a new relationship with someone. They weren't officially divorced. But again, when you look at the will, it wasn't reflecting the current circumstances. So here's where, of course, you can see where the problems arise, right, Chris? And sad, Chris and I have been involved in these type of cases. We, yeah. we really have. Uh, so whether it happens to superstars, famous people, or people like you and I, uh, again, the mantra is true. Please update your last wills and whatever doc estate documents you may have. Um, so the longtime partner was Catherine Denton, and she didn't receive anything, right? Because, of course, when the will was created, he was happily married together with Goldine. So, of course, that's how it was situated. When they separated, of course, we have now a woman who's not mentioned, and they may have been together for a long time. And sadly, she is now left with nothing. So Catherine took legal action against the estate in claiming that Barry had promised her financial support for life. Uh, she had even given birth to a daughter, Brianna, four weeks before his death. Oh, that's so sad. That is very But <laughs> So, of course, right, when this happens, the estate is saying, really prove it. We want to see a DNA test. Right. And uh, sadly, Barry was not the father. So Goldine allowed Catherine to live in their home uh, and uh, but gave her little else from the estate. So Goldine kind of said, all right, I feel bad for you. You're just gave birth. You can live here. But that's about it. But, you know, yeah. that's, that's that's a lot. But it's that's still generous <laughs> considering that wasn't his daughter. Who was it? I'm so I'm so <laughs> I'm so confused now. I know. I'm like, I'm really confused. <laughs> so Barry's eldest daughter, Denise, she was born in 1962 as Denise Donnell to Barry White and Guthra Allen, did not discover who her biological father was until 1988. So you could see how there are levels of issues going on. Uh -huh. Helping our clients, you know, we want to know all of your history, not only, you know, assets to see what we can do to protect, but your 
your personal history. And it's not because we're nosy and we want to know all of that, but these are the issues. Do we have children from other relationships that we should mm-hmm. know about? And, you know, respectfully, maybe Barry didn't know either. I don't know. Right. Maybe he yeah. didn't know, but here's yeah. what happens. Uh, so then with um, Barry White's help, uh, help, she did change her name and was treated just like his other children. He even assisted her in changing her name to White. Upon founding, finding out, she planned to secure her rights as an omitted child. Look at that. So we know that happens. But Goldine assured her that she would receive her share of the estate like the other beneficiaries. So mm-hmm. Goldie saying, don't worry, you're good. Lifelong partner, you're out. Although you can live, you can live with us. <laughs> I know it's so great. You know what? She's trying. God I know. Me. I mean, she's trying to be fair, Goldine. So- being an executor, everybody, is not easy. And these I are know. the that you probably would be dealing with, but not to this extent and not to this level. Surprise. Yeah. But, you know, again, uh, God bless her. She's trying. All right. She's trying. So over a period of 10 years, Denise received irregular payments from the White Family Trust, totaling more than $350,000. But then the payments suddenly stopped. And that's where she started to sue Goldine. And again, you know, her her reason for lawsuit is, I, I mean, I, it was a gift. If I were Goldine, I'm saying these were gifts. These were all, they were just gifts. You can't tie me to it. But I guess on in her point of view, Chris, she would be saying mm-hmm. this was understood. This was expected. You set a pattern. Right. right? I that's think so. There's a good detrimental contract. reliance argument there. Contract, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Some type of contract. Yes. So absolutely. Oh, boy. And it does. And it gets worse. Barry's son, Daryl, also sued the estate claiming that the executor, Glodine, um, misled him about his rights to the estate and promised regular distributions, but the payments were not regular and they stopped after 10 years. After 10 years of irregular payments, the payments stopped altogether in September 2015, leaving Daryl destitute and at the risk of homelessness. So, you know, (sighs) you can see where it's not happy endings. You can see where it's so challenging, even though he had a will, but... Wasn't the updated bill, but at the same time, things still happen regardless. Oh my goodness! Yeah, messy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, not clearly thought out, and because it's a will, everybody realized that it is public document. That means anybody can get a copy of this document and read it and challenge it, right? So they're gonna start interpreting things. Uh, whereas if he had uh, something called a trust, right? A trust would have been private. Probably still have some more of the issues uh, if it wasn't updated. Right. Perhaps we would have been able to contain some of the chaos because this right. totally went sideways. This totally right. went. And Goldine, Glodine, trying to do the right thing, but uh, really, you know, I think it seems like she was probably doing a lot of things without counsel because right. I don't I would have done lump sum. I'm not paying you over a period of years. Yes, exactly. But a relationship over this period of years. Right. And then you I mean, stop. How's that? I, I know. know. And the thing is, too, Chris, I mean, you know, we don't have all the details, but right. maybe there's a reason why he was only getting it in portions. He ended up destitute. That doesn't sound like somebody who's very responsible with right. his money. So it, it could yeah. be, yeah, it could, it could be, be that. Or trust that. Yeah. that 
So everybody, a support trust is a tool where you can put money in it and you can say that, say after my death, I want a certain amount of money to go to this person. Mm -hmm. And your reasons could be that they don't handle money well. They may have some type of substance abuse problem or or whatever it is. You just don't think they should be handling a lump sum, you know, Um, but there was none of that here. So it was just seems to be Glodine trying to do the right thing saying, you know, and you're right. We don't know all the details, but you can see where it, it definitely went sideways. Um, like a, my thing is I, I really wish there was updated. Right. So you hear just examples. And again, we're always talking about celebrities, but because it really hits home, you know, you can see it magnified, but Chris and I have really seen this in our everyday, you know, everyday clients um, yeah. and, and things get worse, things and the fighting, right? And it's I'm, not even on $20 million estates. This happens on $300,000 estates, 150,000 estates. People yeah. are not always happy about how the, what the outcome is. And then what do you do? I hate to say it. You make the lawyers rich <laughs> by fighting over this. At the end of the okay. day, uh, because <laughs> of how the system is, yeah. you know, uh, paying to fix something, you're paying to fix something, paying to make the rights that you're paying to make things. So, uh, you know, and and can you handle it on your own? You probably could. But, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, it, it actually can be worse. So really, uh, moral of the story, please make sure you have current documents, make sure it reflects the situation as it as you're living it and think of the future, just like sense and sensibility, sensibility. Think of the future. Well, how are my decisions going to affect? And if that's what you want, all right, you know, but there, there are consequences. There are consequences. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. it. Yeah. But it was a good, there was, these were really good ones. I love delving into things like trusts and what happens after somebody passes away. So it's, it's just such a great like set of stories that we're going to have coming up in our new episode. So please stay tuned, everyone. We're so grateful that you were listening and we're really excited about uh, what's coming up down the line of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and if you do have a suggestion, you have an idea of a movie that you want us to talk about, please, um, you know, send it through. You can always send it through to our admin at mattislaw.com and we'll take a look at it. Or if you have any questions, we're happy to answer. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. We appreciate everybody. Take care. Bye, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more, go to mattislaw.com.